Hayatana Burner. And Des Bishop. Thanks for calling the Burner phone. If you leave a message after the tone, we may have to make it into a podcast. My little dialers, we're back. We're back in our apartment <laughs> in New York <laughs> after a, a stressful exit from Aspen. Not my fault. No, not your fault. There was there was there was there was no insinuation of 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 fault there. Usually, it is my fault. This time, not my fault. I do have to say, I said to you yesterday, and I I, I stand by it. Literally yesterday or the day before, I was thinking. It was fucking insane that we got that episode recorded. Yeah. Because I've never broken my leg in my life. <laughs> and whatever about the fact that I've also ruptured my ACL, which we now know for sure. Like, I would have always thought that a leg break would be traumatic enough that you wouldn't record a podcast that evening. But look, we're <laughs> professionals. We're okay. Pro- the show must go on. The show on. must go on. But I also do think that it was therapeutic. Like, we were so depressed that we were like, let's listen to some funny messages from the little dialers. Yes. And it was actually really fun. It was actually my favorite memory from that day yeah it was it was definitely a positive i definitely went to bed feeling like i accomplished something anyway we got some messages of people being like we have to do something for valentine's we have to do something for the valentine's episode and i'm like okay how do we make it funny how do we make it interesting what's something you want to know from people that you don't know and i was thinking that we should ask people the wildest craziest ways that they met someone because if you're single right now, I always tell people it takes one moment, one crazy moment in your life for you to meet someone that you're like, wow, that's my person, whether it's a friend or anything. And they're always like, oh, you'll find you'll find the right person when you're not looking. I want to hear what actually happens when you find your person. How did it happen? And then if you're in a relationship, I think it's really fun to listen to these stories to just be like, wow, look at all the different ways. I mean, honestly, some of these are literally like a rom-com pitch. I'm, I'm shocked. This, this, honestly, it's very cute, you know? I think maybe we thought we were going to get like funny ones, but th- there's an earnestness in this week's episode, I have to say, because they're very romantic. This, yeah. this, is, this is a true Valentine's episode. And if you're like, oh, I don't want to listen to a romantic thing because like I'm single... This is actually manifestation at its best. You're no, this hearing is, crazy stories. This is inspirational. Yeah, this is inspirational. Because honestly, the thing that you're going to take from this, I don't want to you know, give away too much, spoiler alert, but the thing you're going to take from this episode is you really never know. It can happen in any situation. Even a gas station bathroom. Uh, I, I don't. I, we didn't get any gas station bathrooms, but we did get gas stations. Oh. I'm not saying I picked one, but there was definitely people who were like, there was definitely one which was like, I made out with this guy when I was 18 and then we lost touch. Mm-hmm. And then 10 years later, I was at a gas station <laughs> and he pulled up in a cop car <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, it's you. And now we're married. And he was like, why are you doing heroin at the gas station and arrested me? <laughs> okay. Des, was, do you believe you find that person when you're not looking? I, 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 I believe that you can find the person in any scenario. I don't believe in any specific avenue. Mm. The one thing I'm taking from this week's episode is that just like life, love is random. I don't mm. even believe in your person, but I believe that you find the right person at the right time because you just you just have to go with it. Mm-hmm. It's random. Yeah, you just life have to is trust random. your gut. Life is literally leaves in the wind. You just never know, man. You know. And uh, so let's get into it. There's no need for us to pontificate about things that we haven't listened to yet. Now, this is the most. This is like as random as it gets. Okay. Okay. This is this is proof that life is random. Okay. Well, some people will say the opposite, actually. But either way, you'll see what I mean. Oh my God, Hannah! I feel like I have been waiting for this moment for my entire relationship. So finally, it's all been worth it. I met my husband because I mistyped an email address. Swear, and we're now married. I meant to type it to a student that shares the same first name and the beginning of the same last name. And I was doing like what you're not supposed to do. And I was driving and sending an email and uh, Google just like finished it for me and finished it wrong. 
and now we're married. Shut up. It's like, it's hard to believe. I mean, I have follow-up questions for her. Like, how, what did she say in the email? How did it get back and forth? How, the, how did they start flirting from an email that was supposed to be to a child? Yeah, I, I mean, it's just one of those funny scenarios. He probably sent back a funny message being like, is this for me? And yeah. And then, like, they... They they probably they just found some just like little <laughs> little spark in the banter. No, that's Have you never, crazy. Uh, like, I feel like over the years, like particularly back in the wrong number days, there yeah. were a couple of times where I would like end up having funny conversations yes. with. Actually, at Wisconsin, one of my teammates thought it would be funny to put my phone number on the back of a chair oh, in one of these huge halls, being like, "If you want a fun time, call me." So every like. That to- this was towards the end, like when I was a junior, I would get texts all the time being like, what's up, hottie? And then like, depending on my mood, I'd respond. And like, <laughs> they're all college kids. So I'd be like, come to the KK tonight. And then like, I had nothing ever came of it because I'd always get like creeped out. Yeah. But it was like, for a fun time, call this number. <laughs> and I was like, responding. Yeah, it's just like. Honestly, light- banter's fun. And clear, but that's crazy. First of all, that shows typos are good. But this does remind me of my recent Nile Rogers story. If you listen to, um, I met this guy Nile Rogers on a plane. I wasn't supposed to sit in that seat. It was like the wrong seat, and I end up having like this incredible chat with this guy. Yeah. Um. So sometimes one mistakes, of the greats of the music. Mistakes are actually, like, right. Sometimes it just works it's out. It's not I mean, black that, that, and white. That's incredible. That's that like, is fucking insane. I, I'm married because of autocorrect. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. I met my husband on a cruise from Boston to Bermuda in the buffet line, and he tried to take some food off of my plate, the nerve, and um, basically hung out with him that whole week, kept in touch, started dating in college, doing long distance, and dated for 10 years, and now we've been married for a year just because he wanted to take the chicken nuggets off my plate. <laughs> that was I knew I was like, where's the chicken nuggets? I, I remember the chicken nuggets. I was like, where the fuck are the chicken nuggets? Um, okay, that's crazy. One, because my mom and dad met on a blind date. Did you know that? I think I did. They were a blind date. Um, and the people that introduced them are married and have kids and I'm friends with their kids, so it's a whole thing. But anyway, on the first date, my mom was like eating a fruit salad. And the fruit kept falling out and my dad kept eating it. And my mom was like, what is this guy doing? But like he immediately had this like comfortability with her. That's crazy. Um, But cruises are wild. Cruises are wild. Have you ever been on a cruise? I've never been on a cruise. But you're stuck, right? Well, I have a funny story from a cruise when I was younger. And I think I was like 14. Like, you know, it's a crazy time. No, I was like 16. And you get on the cruise and you're with your parents and you're there for a week and you're bored and you're like looking around. And I remember I saw this guy who seemed very handsome, like gorgeous. And I decided the whole trip, I was like, I have to find this man. So like five days go by and I can't. And we're trying to find this guy. And my dad's joking. He's like, you guys are creepy. Like, this is creepy. If I was this guy, I would call the police. But it's a huge cruise. So my mom and I are like, maybe he's here. Like, we're just we're bored. Finally, like the last two nights, there were two nights left. We are... We go to one of these shows, like a magician show, and he sits right in front of me. And I'm like, Mom, it's him. It's him. And then <laughs> my mom's like, you have to say something. So we're getting up, and I say something to him. And then we end up hanging out that whole night. And it turns out he's so weird. <laughs> like, he's such a strange guy. We might have kissed or something. But then he starts ta- stalking me, and the last day we're avoiding him the whole time. <laughs> it's a great journey. As long as they're short, you can fall in love with anyone in your head. I yeah, was really oh. bored. <laughs> and then I, I ended with having a stalker. How the time turntables have turned. Now, how do you feel about the his move of just taking a chicken nugget? How do you feel about this as a move? I fall in love with the guy. Yeah, it's cute. I'm, I'm in love. I'm in love. It's We're bold. Married. It's a bold move. Exactly. But that's the thing. It wouldn't work on some people. Some people would be like, what the fuck? But clearly, when you're yourself... I mean, that's honestly, that's the most attractive thing I've ever heard. Yeah, because, you know, at the end of the day, it's like you might as well take the risk because if she's into it, it's a major win. And if she's not into it, you, you know, know immediately she's you don't not fuck your, with this person. Yeah, she's not your person. 
No, because like I love the poking fun type of banter in the beginning. Yeah. So yeah, if if we were standing in line and you took some of my food, I'm, I, no, I'm in love. But let's face it, if we were standing in line, you're the person that would be more inclined to do the food yeah. take. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be more of a you move. That is fully me. Also, let's be honest, if the person's ugly, you're like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. <laughs> if you're not attracted to the person, are you? <laughs> It depends. Your reaction is, is your reaction is totally conditional to what you see when you look up from your tray. When you look up from your tray, you're like, "Wait a okay." You know what it is? It's I'll a very dad it. move, and maybe because I have daddy issues, I could also see like an older man would do that to me in line and like think it's funny, and then be like, "By the way, when I was younger, I was very good looking." Yeah. And you're like, "Okay, <laughs> thank you, <laughs> thank you." Uh, there was one that I didn't put in, which was a dad went up to a girl and said would you go to this dance with my son? And they did go and they dated for a bit. It didn't work out. But what would you think about that? Like if a dad was trying to set you up with their kid. I have a lot of weird feelings because I'm that weird age, you know, where I'm 32. So I'm attracted to men who are like 50. Yeah, but it's not about 20, you. It's just so like, how, what do you feel about the dad, you know, setting? No, grow up. It did work. They did have some dates. I mean, I it didn't work cute. out long term. I think it's cute when the mom sets it up. Yes. The mom's like, I mean, you go to every dentist and there's a hygienist and she's like, my son is single. He went to NYU and he's a very nice guy. Can I give him your number? By the way, this was cute <laughs> in that the dad said to the girl, oh, um, will you go to this thing with my son? Yeah. And then the dad said to the son, oh, this girl was asking me to set you up with her. So okay, he this lied. Dad is fucking manipulative. <laughs> he lied to the son to make it seem like he didn't say to the girl, "Will you go out with my son?" But so again, they, it's not hot that the guy didn't have the balls to just ask her, and he needed his fucking dad. To no, get but involved. I think it was random. It was like random. Oh, like the dad just saw this girl at a supermarket. Well, it was in a hairdresser's, but it was in like a bar. Like is it some, creepy that the dad was like this girl's cute? Well, that's the thing. I think he was getting. I think he was getting his kick. He was getting his own kicks out of yeah, it. Yeah, he's living vicariously through his son. All right, here we go. Actually, this is this is a throwback mm -hmm. to a memory that I never did, but I know it had its it had its moment in time. Here we go. Hi, Hannah and Des. Um, my name is Jessica, and I'm actually so glad you asked this question because I met a previous partner um, when I was living in China during COVID, and I was home alone and I was bored, and I logged on to a little old website called chat roulette <laughs> if you know you know and I flipped through a lot of guys like holding their dicks and masturbating wasn't interested in that but this guy happened to be playing the banjo and I love the banjo and um yeah I like definitely fell in love with him and we chatted for several months and then came back to the U.S. we met we dated, um, and it was really beautiful until it was not, and then um, that quickly dissolved. But yeah, chat roulette for the win slash loss. <laughs> Thanks. What the fuck? Bring back chat roulette. Chat roulette. Wait, you never chat I roulette? I never went on chat roulette, but uh, somebody who I'm close to uh, told me that she went through a chat roulette phase, and she was getting a kick out of it, but she was also like sometimes partaking in the the dark side of chat roulette oh. in that like she would see a guy who wanted to jerk off and she would also get involved herself because she she was getting a kick out of it wow yeah. see i was chat roulette was like when i was like 12 13 maybe 10 i don't know it was that age where like you were scared and feeling very naughty going on chat roulette. Oh, right. And it was just, you'd go through and it would just be like a bunch of teenagers looking at each other and then you go, eh, and you go the next one and then you see dick and you go, eh, and you go the next <laughs> yeah, one. Like, yeah, I would yeah, just yeah, speed yeah. click it and you'd be with your friends. You'd be like yelling. Like it was crazy. And then I knew there were chat rooms where like, oh my God, I just saw a comic making fun of it where some, they'd go in and they'd be like a guy being like, I'm a lesbian looking to talk to another lesbian. Oh, yeah, there was a lot of that. <laughs> and then the next day at school, your friend's like, dude, I talked to a hot lesbian all night. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I never got involved in the chat roulette thing. I was but scared. I, I think it's cool that Wait, I mean, this is it didn't crazy. work out. But I, I got to think that the chat roulette romance percentage is very low. Um, yeah, yeah. But it is kind of like hilarious. I think it's like you can't take dating so seriously. Like... What's the difference between chat roulette and a dating app? Like, it's just random people. Yeah, it's just random people. But it's just like, 
cock in hand, cock in hand, cock in hand, banjo in hand. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> also, so, so random that she's like, I love banjo. <laughs> she loves banjos. <laughs> See, men playing the guitar is my, uh, I get hives. I yeah, really don't like it. Not a, and uh, banjo seems arguably worse. Uh, yeah, except if you if you like banjos. But what kind of dude is like, I'm going to play banjos for people on chat roulette? That sounds intolerable. Except that he knows that when it hits, it hits. it's going to hit hard. Because <laughs> it's so niche. It's so niche. You know, he's got, I'm going to find fucking some, some Dolly Parton loving some, motherfucker. Some banjo groupie. <laughs> yeah, some, somebody who loves bluegrass. You know, some bluegrass girl. I wonder, like, how long did she have to listen to him playing? Like, did he stop? Like, I don't know yeah. what to do. I'm always like, what do I do with my hands? Like, am how I, long was I he clap? twanging away? How long was the twang <laughs> happening? <laughs> and she's like, I love your twanging, the yeah, tone. God. You want to go to another one? Yeah. You want you want a complicated one? Yeah. This one's dramatic. Oh. Okay. Hi, Hannah and Dez. Um, so the wildest, most craziest way I've ever met a partner is how I met my current partner, um, I slid into her DMs after my friends and cousins and I scoured the internet and FBI investigated her to find her because she was actually the ex-partner, soon-to-be fiancé of my husband of... 15 years as mistress. So I pulled a full on Shania Twain. Basically, she was the ex, or she is the ex, of my ex husband's mistress. And now it's a year and a half. So now it's a Whoa. year. I feel like she was saying now it's a year and a half or something. Yeah. Okay. So if it's that, complicated. Yeah. So basically, this girl's husband cheated on her with a woman who was with a woman and that woman the mistress is now with her husband and that woman's ex she, this girl reached out to and now they're together yes so i have a theory about this kind of stuff okay i don't think it's insane for like your exes to be attracted to each other because if you think about it it's like well you liked her and i liked you and i like him she would like him yeah, so it makes sense. It Everyone has similar sense. similar likes and dislikes. Everyone has some similar tastes. I mean, obviously, if if things were bad, not so much. But, like, people have patterns with dating. And it's like, okay, you've kind of dated this person before. <laughs> but I have I have questions because I need to know. <laughs> I mean, what, yeah, what, I have questions too. <laughs> was, there an was there a knowledge that there was also a, a, a lesbian affair on yeah. the other side? Or certainly was there, was there, how did she know that there was somebody in the mix of this kind of quadruple group of people yeah. that also uh, liked women? Well, yeah, there is that sexuality aspect to it that makes it quite interesting. This is also like why straight people get scared of dating someone who's bi because they're like, do I have to be jealous of like every, or like a lesbian being afraid of being so with bi, who's bi, like, oh, are you going to, leave me for like that guy friend you hang out with all the time yeah you don't even know who to be jealous of who's friends and then it's confusing for them too because they're like who wants to be friends with me who doesn't um this is some spicy shit yeah i mean it worked out they're still together but <laughs> i do have to say though, that's a hard dm slide like hey by the way <laughs> uh two degrees of separation or it's easy because you're like yo let's get coffee because like we but have it's to fucked gossip up because her her now partner was uh going out with a woman that had an affair with her ex-husband yeah it's like there's a lot of dynamics and i wonder if she knew that the girl was having an affair like but, i guess everyone was having affairs but and is there a vengeance aspect well that's what i'm that's what i was gonna say is that part of the attraction you have to make sure that it's not a weird like trauma vengeance bond that like you're getting off on like the idea of it rather than like do you actually enjoy this person or part of that vengeance trauma bond is part of your healing and like you should date them for a couple of years just for the fun of it all but it is pretty funny because now her ex-husband and but see i i'm assuming that maybe his mistress they're not still together so that, that they might the, be well they might be they might so be. that the, it, it is if they're still together, then it is the weird double thing. Twain, of both of them are looking. Oh yeah. So what is the Shania still Twain? Together. Shania Twain, like, put out this song like "You're Still the One I Love," to, like this whole love yes. song of this guy she's married to. Turns out he leaves her for her best friend. 
And then Shania Twain gets with her best friend's ex-husband. Oh, yeah. I didn't get that reference actually. Which I think ha- like happens more often than not. Because people will be like, oh, you want to find someone you have similarities with. If hating your exes and wanting revenge over them is that hobby, that hobby might work for a bit. Amen. Good, good, uh, good find from her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let, now this is what this is one for the people who, uh, this is one for the people who um, don't think that uh, drunk uh, stuff can lead to something good. Oh, Hannah and Des, do I have a story for you? So let me start off by prefacing that I am now sober, um, and I was not when this happened. This was the story of how I met my now husband. Um, it was We had matched on Tinder, and it was my 21st birthday. I had not invited him to my birthday party. And as the night proceeded, I was looking for a booty call. He didn't want to come because he thought uh, he knew I had been drinking and everything. And I called him a fucking little pussy and told him to come on over. It was meant to be a one-night stand. We've been together for seven years and married for a year and a half. I love you guys. Hope this makes a podcast. You think that that's a one-way ticket to an unsuccessful Mm -hmm. long-term relationship. Mm -hmm. But... I mean, me and you. The booty we, call. The booty call turned into. Uh, the booty call turned into life. I, I definitely don't. I know so many people who like hooked up the first night and are married. I really do know a lot of them. Yeah, but this is a this is a straight up booty call. Yeah, no, it was like a booty call. This like, wasn't even a date. No, I know. This was like, are you up? Mm-hmm. This yeah. is literally you up. Obviously, we know people you up podcast, but, you know but like it, this is a you up but that you know, ended up with us up on the uh, on the altar. It's like chat roulette. Like you, clearly, you're attracted to the guy, and you're just like, come over and let's go. And if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. There's nothing you can do to fuck it up. I really believe that. Ooh, that's like my thing. That like you can try your hardest and do everything right by the rule book that someone made up in the fucking sixties of how you should act on a date and what you should say and what you should do. And you'll trap his ass sometimes it can work. But like when two people are meant to be together with their energies, you could literally cry every single night, <laughs> do all the things wrong and still be together. Let me, let me play one more. Cause this is also listed in the drunk category. And I just want to make sure I want to mm-hmm. see how much they, uh, they mm-hmm. coincide with each other. Mm-hmm. Okay, funniest way I ever met a romantic partner. Um, I was hanging out with my cousins one night and we got extremely wine drunk and I was scrolling on Instagram and found a profile of a guy and I was like, this guy is really, really hot. And they were like, please don't slide into his DMs because you're drunk and you're going to regret it in the morning. Um, so long story short, I did exactly what they told me not to do. I slid into his DMs. And um, five years later, I am now married to that man, and we're expecting our first baby at the end of this month. So, um, moral of the story is: if you want to go for it, just go for it. Shoot your shot, girl. This is what I'm saying. This is also this is so good for all the girls who are listening, and they've been told like, don't make the first move, like all these stupid rules. If you see something you want, say it, and if it's meant to happen, it'll happen. Yeah. Also, who are these friends telling her not? Imagine who are these. Well, because friends? no, come on. They, they, you gotta, you gotta admit that would seem to be the more prudent advice. Like, don't slide into some well, random. See, I'm dudes. not that friend. I'm always like, do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always like, I'm bored. Do it. I will never tell a friend not to do something. Honestly, like I gotta say though, like, I will always advise women to slide into a guy's DMs because the truth of the matter is that like guys usually have to make the move, mm-hmm. and like if you're if you're a person who believes in you like you think that you got what it takes to get with this guy mm-hmm. slide into ddm it's gonna cut through so much of the nonsense oh my god guys yeah. love a dm slide okay calm down no but i'm just saying guys <laughs> love it Come on. guys love a dm slide there's a serious double standard when it comes to talking about one-way traffic but anyway that slid into my dms yeah but guys love a dm slide i so. would have slid into your dms no but yeah but you didn't but i don't want to make it about us i'm just saying that you, you should definitely not be too concerned about the perception of how you look sliding Also, in. as a girl, like you don't have to um, profess your love to him in the DM slide. Say something funny. Like, there, for example, like if a guy like has a ton of workout 
photos just like message him and be like do you work out like there's little funny <laughs> things that you can say that are just like start a conversation like it's like a facebook poke you're just like hey and but like literally with a guy you don't even have to think about it because no. the guy is not going to care what you say no he's immediately going to your profile yeah so and you don't, don't even mean. worry you just basically go i exist yeah. check me out yeah and th- that's all you need to do but j- like literally give him a compliment like i like your shoes like that's great sometimes you, girls i think will try to be like kind of funny and mean but it's like these men like they're soft just give them a nice little compliment that's they, they're gonna funny. go in, they're gonna go into your profile and they're gonna decide whether they want to talk to you or not it's that simple it's yeah. shallow but it's a fact i do say i think instagram is one of the more successful dating apps yeah, because the so. algorithm is showing you people that they think you know based on people you know so it's like all kind of in a especially like if you're in a city and it's easy to like do a couple likes and my thing not something about me, but I thought you were in Ireland. I understand, yeah. I know. That's Otherwise, why you didn't slide. I would have probably, maybe, I don't know. Who, it's, it, the timing Who wasn't knows? right anyway, so it's just, it's just as well. Des loves timing. As you guys know, I think water is so boring. I hate water. I think it's overrated. I think water's PR team is really good. They're probably Pickleball's PR team. But I want to drink juices. (laughs) Also, I don't eat vegetables. So that's why juice cleanses are really good for me. And my new favorite juice company is called Squeeze.com. I get in some bad eating habits when I'm on the road or when I'm just at home, rotting in bed, eating takeout. I need to get my veggies. Also, sometimes my sinuses are really bad and I really feel like a juice cleanse detoxes my body and it allows me to get a little bit hydrated because God forbid I drink water. Squeeze.com juice cleanse is way more fun. When I feel like I'm about to get sick, I like to do it. It helps with bloat, it clears your skin, increases your energy, it helps with sleep, and it breaks bad eating habits. The best part is they have same-day local delivery or free fast delivery nationwide with code BURN, B-E-R-N. So check out squeeze.com for a delicious juice cleanse delivered to you. Here we go. Let's change it up a bit. So I met my husband at a recurrent flight attendant training. Every year, flight attendants have to get recertified to make sure they still know how to evacuate an airplane, give CPR, all that jazz. He was the instructor. Uh, We flirted the whole time, but in that industry, I never want to assume anyone's sexual preferences. However, he started to talk about his son, and by that point, I was like 75% sure I was hitting on a straight man. Uh, I left after those eight hours only knowing his first name and the year he was hired and went through our entire company's employee list from that year and compared names with online profiles. I found him. I messaged him. I considered joining the FBI. Uh, and then two months later, he responded back. And we've been married for a year since last October. Oh, my God. I just think it's so sweet because if you're a straight flight attendant, it's got to be the easiest thing in the world to meet women. <laughs> So this is a real catch for her because this guy had a lot of options. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, what we've learned is women are clearly incredible at research. From a male perspective, do you think men will ever meet someone and go to that length to find them? Yeah, I, I don't know the answer to that <laughs> question. But I, I think, yes, some of them some of them will. I feel like girls have a... They're really good at it. I, I, f- I feel that too. <laughs> like she literally goes, I knew his hair color and the name of his son and I found him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of freaky actually. It's very CSI. Yeah. I love the, the the undercurrent of, you know, most of these guys are gay. <laughs> well, I recently did this hit on the street video about do men think they could land planes because Craig talks yes. about how he can land a plane all the time or Paige tells us all the time. And um, this one guy was gay and he was like, talking nikki pear is so funny and i was like why are they all gay and he was like they love the outfits they love the traveling like it's a fabulous life yeah and i feel safer with the gay attendant i don't want straight men attending they'll forget they're not gonna remember your drink order (laughs) i mean mean, they're gonna be fine but there's probably some gay pilots by the way I hope so. They just they hide their they hide their gay voice on the Hello, welcome to <laughs> Newark. We got in forty minutes early. Yeah, it's like, yeah, uh, we're we're now about to start our initial descent. <laughs> then he turns to his co pilot when the mic's off and it's like, let's land this bitch. <laughs> Slay. <laughs> let's uh, let's slide this motherfucker home. Period. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> let's um uh, this is an Irish one. It's kinda cute. Hey Hannah, hey Des. Love the pod. Um, so the wildest way I've met a partner is back when I was 18, I was sitting in this boy's house, you know, getting frisky on the couch. 
when his mother fucking waltzes in, holding a photo of him in kindergarten, in a class photo. And I was like, oh my god, he's so cute, yada yada. And she's like, yeah, 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 but look who he's sitting beside. Who is he sitting beside? Me! So, turns out, we went to the same kindergarten. We fucked with each other back when we were three. Lost contact for 15 years. Rekindled at 18. Fast forward five years to now. We've been in a five-year relationship. (gasps) The little fucker asked me out on Valentine's Day. So I get one present for our fucking anniversary and Valentine's Day. Cheatsgate. Anyway. um, So, yeah, that's kind of the wildest way. The photo of the two of us, it actually is super cute. We always wondered if we, like, played together, you know. But uh, I have no recollection of him. And neither he's none of me. It's kind of cute. That is so freaking cute. It's hilarious that the mother came in while they were fooling around. (laughs) Well, and that the mom knew. Yeah, so the, I guess well, she walked I, in and the guy was like, this is so-and-so. And yeah, the mom she was, was like, like, oh my God, I, I think I, you know, because she probably knew the parents yeah. or something. Yeah, wait, that is hilarious. It's kind of weird though, right? It's like, oh my God, we, we, it's weird when you've interacted with somebody in your life, but uh-huh. have no awareness of it. Yeah, I always like to, as New Yorkers, I feel like lives, we live so many lives. I'd love to see like me traveling around the city and you traveling around the city over the last like, 20 years oh, yeah. and if How we've ever times? been on the same block yes. or like in the same restaurant like you just know or like on the same subway yes. but in the future i feel like in the future people will be able to do that yeah you know like i mean i'm sure if you had the money and the means you could pay somebody to go back on all your cell phone data over the last two decades yeah and see how many times we you've crisscrossed in, yeah you've been in close proximity i mean there had to be a time where we were like both in midtown That'd be a cool, like, that'd be a cool service. You know, the way, like, all these movies, like Minority Report, about, like, data. We know you're going to commit a crime. But, like, <laughs> imagine there was, like, a dating company that was able to input your all your location data and interests and then plug it all in and then find all these, like... Be like, you guys clearly hot- want to hang out. You go to the same yeah, restaurant four find, times a week. Find these hot spots and go, these are the 10 people that you are most likely to have the most yeah. in common with. Yeah, I joke about... They should do like your Spotify playlist, your Uber Eats orders. Not that necessarily that means you're most compatible, but you'll definitely have some fun. Um, I also think your crushes when you're like three, four or five years old, like I feel like you never forget them. Like your first awareness of like having a crush on someone. Yes. My first crush was an Irish guy. I'm an Irish American guy. Yeah. I can't, you know, I, I, I remember some early crushes from St. Kevin's, but I remember the first like TV person <laughs> that I was obsessed with was the blonde girl from Land of the Lost. And it's funny because I Land of the Lost is literally lost. Like nobody talks about Land of the Lost. I, it was just this TV show that used to be on. It was this cute blonde girl, and I just thought she was the prettiest thing. And I'm gonna have to Google it after the show because I haven't even looked up Land of the Lost for like 30 years. But some of our Gen X listeners will be like, "Oh my God, Land of the Lost!" But that was my first whatever. I can't remember her name, but she was my first crush. That was the worst thing you could have said. What? what, what oh my God, Hannah. Because she's blonde. I understand. I, I just like I, we're gonna have to go back in the pod and find out all the people that you talked about and I was fine I literally with it said ha- the first guy I ever had a crush on was Irish American because I knew I was gonna love an Irish man and you go yeah I like the blonde chick <laughs> I'm sorry I'm sorry but you, you weren't you weren't born just for the record <laughs> <laughs> just for the record you didn't exist uh, I don't even think your parents were married but anyway uh, so um, alright let's keep it Irish Hey Hannah, hey Des, love your podcast. I met my husband 10 years ago when he showed up to the front door of my parents' house. They were vacationing in the States at the time and I was at home in their house, house sitting their bed and breakfast. He rang up on the phone to book in for a night and I said, no thank you, I'm not going to be around. Uh, but he was very convincing and I thought to myself, you know what, this guy sounds chill, he sounds like he's my age, he might even be cute. Who knows, he could be my future husband. So... <laughs> Fast forward 10 years and we live in Ireland with our two kids, one of whom is trying to elbow her way into this recording, I think. So there it is. Love really can't show up at your front door. Thanks so much for the prompt. Love you guys. I mean, literally, like right out of like a Celia Hearn novel. Yeah, this is dangerous because there's a lot of girls out here rotting on the couch, getting Uber Eats, being like, actually, this is how I am going to find my husband every time the door knocks. There was an Uber Eats driver one, but it was like my friend. Yeah. But this is so cute. This is literally a rom-com. Yeah. The guest house. Isn't that the holiday? 
Is that is that what it is? is it well, the holiday they swap guest houses, and then like the drunk brother comes over, and oh. he's like, "Who are you?" And she's like, "I'm staying in your sister's house." And Jude Law and Cameron Diaz. Oh right. And they fall in love. So this is cute because like this guy calls up. She's like looking after the B and B. She's no interest in business, mm-hmm. but she gives in, and now literally the child of this moment is l- making noises into our message. How amazing is that? Wow. It's, Life is so crazy. That's why so random. I feel like, uh, not to get too dark, but you get depressed when you think very black and white about life and you're like, I need to meet someone, I need this, I need that, when you have no fucking clue what the universe has in store for you and all the creative ways that you can find joy. Um, all right, this is, uh, this is a fun one because it, it's, it's, it's uh, well, it's close to our heart because it has to do with takeaway food. But anyway, here we go. I met my husband because I was living with my ex-boyfriend at the time, and we got a Ruby Tuesday coupon in the mail. He ordered these freaking little mini sandwiches and would not go in there and get them himself. So I went and got them for him, and while I was in there, they asked me if I wanted a job. And I said, well, I have two jobs, but I hate one of them, so what do you have in mind? They were looking for a hostess, and I said yes. So I met my husband like a day later. And it turns out that he was actually in the back in the kitchen and saw me when I was walking in and prompted his manager to see if I wanted a job. So I guess uh, that's pretty wild. (laughs) Bye. If I was single, this does make me want to leave the house. Like it makes me feel like every restaurant I walk into, some guy might be like, that's my wife. (laughs) Well, it's, it's pretty like, I mean... I, I guess the guy was like in the kitchen, not able to get out. It was just like, I gotta, I gotta act now. I have to act now. Yeah. Wait, does she had a boyfriend? So she was literally there picking because, up the food. Because her boyfriend was lazy. Her boyfriend was lazy, right? So literally his decision to not go in and pick up the food. Probably, yeah. I, I get it. He was probably driving. Yeah. And he was probably thinking like, you know, he probably pulled up in like, there were you know, reasons. the disabled spot or something. Right. So anyway, uh, she walks in and he goes, oh shit. It's like, just, I guess he was just thinking quick, like just offer her a job, just anything to just like mm-hmm. make a connection. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, she took the job and it changed her life forever. I actually got chills. Yeah. It changed really her life forever. Ch- it's crazy. She like, didn't even know she was being hit on. No, she, she just thought they could tell I'm a really good hostess by my tone of just voice. Just like a series of events. The fact that her boyfriend was lazy, mm-hmm. that they got a Ruby Tuesdays coupon, mm-hmm. and most importantly, that she hated one of her two jobs. So many it, things it, had so many to ha- work together exactly. for that it's randomness like, to happen. It, it's like like the most complicated parlay hit for that guy that day. <laughs> I mean, that that is a fucking parlay moment right there, man. Oh my God. It really, like, life is magical. All right, let's, th- this one is like, this one is like, when you were talking about like you chased this guy and then, you know, he turned out to be a weirdo. Like sometimes the the instinct or the feeling is not what you think. <laughs> so this is a little different to what we've been dealing with. The most random way I met a guy was during Frosh Week in university. It was random because we went to high school together and he had actually asked me to go to prom with him. I originally said yes, but ultimately had to cancel on him because I got my tonsils out like around that time. So I was feeling like kind of bad about it, but I was also like, whatever, who cares? It's just high school. And then so a couple months later, like after the prom, you know, it's first week of uni. And then I realized that like we're in the same frosh group together like out of all the unis and all the frosh groups i was like whoa like what a coincidence like maybe i should give this guy a chance like maybe i just kind of like wrote him off he was kind of nerdy i was like okay like you know you're clearly obsessed with me so like let's go out on a date and then um i texted him and then he never texted me back so you know that's what you get for thinking that he was obsessed with me anyway love you guys bye (laughs) (laughs) wait i was talking about this with Paige yesterday (laughs) How, like, the guys who you think are obsessed with you are the ones that will, like, throw you a curveball. <laughs> like, we joke, it's always, like, an ugly guy named Matt that'll, like, ruin your fucking life. 
<laughs> it's just so great because she's like, oh my God, it's fate. We're in the same class. Let me give him another chance. He's like, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> Tonsils. Yeah, fuck but, you. <laughs> yeah, but I, 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 but I also love the fact that she had the confidence to send it in because it was nice. It, it kind of counteracted a lot of the a lot of the stuff that was coming in, which is it's good. It's good to get a reality check because this is all very romantic and it's yes, beautiful. And yes. I'm not cynical about anything. We're just we're trying to say every time you walk into a Ruby Tuesdays, you're not going to meet your husband. Yeah, you know, and every time you say yes to a job, it's, it's, it's <laughs> your whole future doesn't uh, but, doesn't rely on it. But I do also like these stories because I think sometimes you get into a point in life where you don't have like a large friend group or you're single and you see all these other people who have been friends for so long or they like know all these guys from high school and you're like how am I ever going to develop a strong relationship when like it literally takes one second for someone to be like no you're my future my everything I don't care that I've known these people for 14 years like you're you're I feel like I've known you in another universe type shit yeah well I mean in our situation it took one a global pandemic so there was one major event and then the small event was two that you happened to pop up in my story, and then three the essential ingredient for me messaging you, which was you had already been following me, which I did not realize. But you, but, no, but you're it missing was, parts. Well, well, no, but I'm saying those are the the thing that had to happen is I had to decide to go out to lunch with, with Luann and take a photo during COVID. Because it was an outdoor lunch, which I almost didn't go to because we were so terrified of COVID and tag someone. And the only reason she did that was because her assistant was a giggler because Paige and I were doing Giggly Squad. And she told Luann, you got to meet Hannah because the assistant wanted to meet me. Luann didn't even know who I was. Oh, right. And then I tagged Shelter Island. But then also... you had to take... None of this would have happened if you hadn't tagged Shelter Island. Exactly. Because you had no idea where I was. Also... If I wasn't in comedy, you have never even known who I was if well, I wasn't doing yeah, comedy. So, but, but, but just in relation to what you were just saying about like a moment can change everything. It was yeah. literally because I had seen your I had been seeing your stories and I saw you, you know, dancing to the weekend with your parents. I had seen <gasps> your oh my God. I had seen your your stories throughout the pandemic. And you liked that story. Just I, yeah, I was just aware. You know what? Like you, you were. Actually, you admitted I was that I wasn't popping up in your algorithm, but you were popping up in mine. So I didn't know that you were following me. I was just like, you, I would see your stuff and I, I thought it was funny. And then, uh, but that moment, the shelter island, it was like, oh, and then I saw you were following me. So then I slid. So that was, that was actually, and that's a life changer. That's a life changer right there. We wouldn't have burner phone. How cute, how cute is this one? Hi, Hannah. Hi, Des. Um, This website that I'm recording on totally feels like it's going to steal my identity, but yeah, there's not much to steal anyway, so honestly, take it all. Um, So meeting my now husband, we were literal infants, um, child bride. I met him when I was 15. I walked into a house party, a day party of underage drinking, um, PSA, do not underage drink, but... um, I walked in and found him in the backyard of the walkout basement, like face down, his little blonde locks, like flowing in the wind. And he was just totally inebriated and everyone was underage. So nobody really understood how to take care of him. So I went up to him and started scratching his head and got him some toast and tried to nurse him back to health. And he didn't talk to me for two weeks, but then texted me and said, hey, thanks. And now we're married. So cute. <laughs> Is that cute? <laughs> what? Because she looked after him. She's like, look at this dude who's a black the fuck out. I'm going <laughs> to nurse him back like a injured bird. Yeah, but then two weeks later, he's like, oh my God, that was like so sweet of her. And now they're married. Actually, it is cute. They're married. It's, like, it's so cute. He found his prince. <laughs> she saved him she saved him <laughs> you know what i mean he's just like you know you're a teenager you don't know what you're fucking doing you're, yeah. you're, drinking, you're like puking in the back yeah so great and then now they're married come on that's cute man. and the fact that she she found it attractive that he was i don't think she found it attractive i think she was she's a carer she's, yeah, a, she's nurturer. a caretaker i don't know how that feels like but <laughs> i love that for her i love that she immediately was like oh i would have been like ew and they're still together. That's why it's so cute. No, that is very cute. Um, but I would right. use it against him all the time. I'll be like, remember when you almost died and no one cared if you lived or died and then I came out of nowhere? You wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for me. So no, you're not going out with your boys tonight. Um, all right. Uh, this is 
This is kind of crazy, but cute. Okay. When I saw this prompt, I said, yes, finally something I can contribute to. So here I go. After I graduated college, I was living in New York for three months and I was on a run at six in the morning and I saw this beautiful man and he was like, hey, are you from around here? I said, no. And he said, all right, anyway, bye. I said, damn it. And then a month later, I ran into him again. And he was like, hey, I was hoping to run into you. Like, would you want to go out? And I was like, fuck yeah. So then I dated him for the rest of the summer. And then I had to leave. I was only there for the summer. But then a year later, the next summer, I was visiting some friends I had made in the city and I ran into him again. I was like, no fucking way. So I run into him. He's like, hey, that's so crazy. Good to see you. Let's like go out. So then I went out with him a year later, hooked up with him. I was like, this is fantastic. Shout out that guy. If you listen to this podcast, I'll actually combust. That'd be so embarrassing. But yeah, thanks. Love the pod. 60 seconds is so short. Bye. <laughs> so Wait, that's so cute. I also I love how she's whispering like in a closet. I know. It was very ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I don't want him to hear me tell this embarrassing story of how he was obsessed with me wait that first of all his cardio got so good yeah right like his obsession led to him like he's run four marathons <laughs> i always he's have to stand in the middle of the i have to stand there with a glass of water halfway through but also like i love how the girls like i didn't i just thought wow this guy gets really thirsty at the same time every day <laughs> but like i wonder where he saw her first like was she like walking outside or mowing the lawn and he's like i like that girl this yeah. is some this is not new york city shit no it's not new york city <laughs> shit. and i would assume that like I, I i don't it's not there but i gotta assume that he knew she lived there and that they yeah it's they like probably a small knew each town. other a bit i don't i don't think it was random yeah i think it was like hey can you get me a glass i think he knew her a bit yeah but then obviously like got connected and then thought oh, i'm gonna keep doing this and then he like kissed her one of the times that's some like that's rom-com shit yeah that's it's like hey check out my sweaty lips baby <laughs> how are we doing for time love we we're at 50 all right let's um all right this is some dumois shit right so like i'm never gonna be able to figure it out but there's some there's some like celebrity element to this that's like implied mm. hi hannah and des love you both um can't imagine anybody calls in and is like i hate you but the question was good um anyway so i met my recent or my current boyfriend on an app called field which is a kink dating app i guess you could say it's filled with ethically non-monogamous brooklynites but that's not me i was just tired of hinge and I was horny. So I was like, let's get something going. Anyway, um, I matched with my boyfriend who is on tour currently and he was coming through New York and we went to drinks here in Manhattan and I went back to his hotel and we just really hit it off. And I thought I would never hear from him again. And the next thing I know, we're in a relationship for the last five months and we're traveling all around Europe. Um, I'm meeting up with him at his shows and whatnot. So I guess you'll never know where it's going to happen. Wow. wow. I actually heard of the field app when um, sex with Emily came on my podcast. And it's basically like if you're into kinkier stuff and, but it's, I love how she said kinky Brooklynites. Yeah. But I love how she's like, I'm not even into that stuff, but I was my, I was open-minded to see she was like bored. She was bored and horny. Honestly, being bored and horny, crazy shit can happen. <laughs> I mean, we're never going to be able to figure out who it is, but... I mean, knowing the little dialers, I think they could figure anything out. Yeah. Can we have his hair color? <laughs> <laughs> we didn't get enough information. <laughs> They're touring in Europe right now. I know, but no, they could figure it out. You'd touring be so in Europe surprised. Right. I, we, we need it narrowed down. But, we um, need it narrowed down. But I do think there are a lot of... Yeah, there's so many bands, but... um. This is so fascinating, but I also think like let's utilize the technology. Um, that's why so people get married on Tinder from Tinder all the time. Yeah, it's all it's it's all random. Mm -hmm. All right, here we go. Let's keep let's keep to the performance uh, energy. I went to a music festival with friends and noticed that the guitarist on stage was really cute. And later that night, he was walking by me and my friend, and my friend pushed me into him and forced me to talk to him. And we were inseparable the entire night. And later that night, he invited me up on stage. And by that point in the night, I was so drunk, I fell off the stage, ripped my pants, busted my knee, and it was bloody. And he stuck around and helped me, cleaned it off in the bathroom. It was literally like a movie. And we have been dating for two and a half years now. So, yeah, pretty crazy and cute. 
meet cute story. Another nurture one. Yeah. You have to fake your death and see if they come to save you. It's the, the whole nurse, you know, like the caretaking thing. There's a lot of that in there. That's very interesting because <laughs> I'm like, don't listen to rules. But there is something about showing your vulnerability early on and seeing if they care to kind of be in the trenches with you. But also, I feel like everyone goes to a, watch a band and there's like a hot guitarist. And then in your head, you imagine meeting them. They fall in love with you that night and then you date them. But like it doesn't happen. So the fact that afterwards it all happened and she ripped her pants, that's iconic. But she was on stage, so she's with another musician. Another another one, but they'll never figure that one out. We'll never figure that one out. Maybe. All right, let's finish with the... I have faith in them. Let's finish with some... with a, with a meant-to-be one. Okay. Here we go. Hi, Des and Hannah. So my husband and I actually met in eighth grade, and we are now 27. But it all started because he would stare at me in math class all the time and then finally his friend asked if I wanted to date him and I said yes and here we are now um years later with two kids another baby on the way and yeah I remember telling all my friends in eighth grade that I was going to marry him and have his babies and take his last name and I never thought that would be true but here we are and yeah. Your mom. Oh. <laughs> Des is crying. <laughs> no, I'm not crying, bitch. Come on. Talk about manifestation. That's beautiful, man. She's like, I'm going to take your last name and have your baby's bitch. That's old school, though. You know, it's like, that's like, you know, like some childhood crush turns yeah. into your forever. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think everyone thinks that too. Like when you're in middle school and you see a guy, you're like, well, there's my husband. Um, That's beautiful and so cute. And like in eighth grade, like in eighth grade, I, I remember having like, deep crushes i mean you're you, that's the Eighth age grade's the first time it begins yeah. like yeah. that's where it begins it's intense yeah and then you see them like holding hands with someone else and you're like yeah. my life is over yeah <laughs> he's an asshole you just like him because he deals weed <laughs> <laughs> so, um, most people aren't dealing weed in eighth grade well you know I, maybe in new york yeah, city well, but you're an eighth grade girl you go out with a guy that's two yeah. years old i just he, my he eighth grade was weed. aim the dr- aim the drama oh, yeah. of like you get home from school and then you see everyone get on AIM and you're like, will he message me? <laughs> it was so stressful. <laughs> and then he starts messaging you and you're like, oh my God, what do I do? And then you tell your friends what he's saying and then you copy and paste what he's saying and you accidentally copy and paste back to him yes, what he yeah. said. And then you go, my computer broke. And then you get off it and you get upset. That was my childhood. Um, your, your, your parents like, why is the computer in the garbage? <laughs> like, we need a new computer. Why did you light the computer on fire? <laughs> well, in eighth grade, I didn't have that kind of stress. My eighth grade, my stress was like, fuck a busy signal. Or, Aiden, get off the phone. Get off the phone. I have to make a phone call. Oh, my God. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh God! Well, that was actually so beautiful, and I feel like whether you're single, whether you're not, we're in the mood for Valentine's Day. Yeah, it's um, very romantic. Very romantic, and it, it, it honestly it kills. It kills. The, it, it really sort of takes a chip out of any sort of cynicism you might have. Yeah, I have hope. I have hope for happiness. It's beautiful for everyone. Well, oh, we did. We have get a lot of playouts, so stick around when we, when we leave. You know, there were so many cute stories. So many so good there'll, ones. So there'll be a lot of cute stories just playing out here after if you're in the mood to keep listening. Also, I saw a message. Some people were like, we don't know where you submit messages. Every Monday on our Instagrams, we will leave a story of a new prompt. New prompt. And we can't keep it on all week because we'd get too many. So it's literally just Mondays. And don't tell us we didn't tell you because I just told you. We haven't discussed this, so I'm dropping this on you. But I feel like eventually when we're with Chris... We're going to figure out the technology to have one episode of live dialers. That would be cool. I just want to try it once, like like a, like an old school talk radio show. Yeah. One time, so then we can have the questions. I have a lot of follow-ups, always. Always. Yeah. Uh, obviously, there's some admin that we'll figure out, mm-hmm. but eventually, not in the not that distant future, mm-hmm. post-surgery uh, and everything, we will figure out a live dial-in session. We love you guys so much. Leave a review if you're enjoying Burner Phone. It helps a lot. Also, watch Des's special. Oh, that's right. Don't forget about that. On YouTube. That's been blowing up. It's been fucking awesome. And then I have shows coming up in Gary, Indiana and Saginaw, Michigan. Oh, also, I just announced a show in... uh, Well, I haven't put it it on my website yet, but I'm doing... I think the first weekend of May, I'm in uh, Zany's 
uh, what's it called? What's the what's the suburb? Oh, Rosemont. Z- Zany's Rosemont. Yeah. And then one show on the Sunday in Zany's Old Town. Cool. So I'm I'm doing like four or five shows in Chicago the first weekend of May, and it'll be. Uh, it, it will be a new show because I actually was just in Chicago for New Year's. Mm-hmm. So I have between now and then to have uh, ACL knee reconstruction surgery <laughs> and, and write a whole new show. You stressing me out. Chi-Town represent. We love you. We love you, little dialers, big dialers, medium dialers. Talk later. Bye. Bye. Hey, guys, this is the prompt I have been waiting for. So 15 years ago, I was flying from New York to D.C. on a plane. It was a super stormy night, thunder, lightning, all that stuff. I am like a super anxious flyer, and my flight gets canceled, and I get put kind of in a new seat on a new plane, and it's really towards the back, and I'm getting in my head, freaked out. So I wait in line for the lady at the counter, and I'm like, hey, is there any chance there's a flight, you know, a seat closer to the front? I'm super nervous. So she puts me in the bulkhead in the middle seat and I pop a Xanax because that's like my only way to calm down on a plane sometimes. And even though I'm not into that stuff, I'm like, this is the time. So I sit down, it makes me a little groggy. We're starting to like pull back in the gate. I pass out. Then all of a sudden I come to as we're taking off and I look to my left and I realize, wow, the guy next to me is like really cute. And he's ordering a scotch on the rocks from the drink cart. Well, it's a 45 minute flight. And I think, wow, that's a really strong drink on such a short flight. And then I realize that I've said that out loud because Xanax makes you loopy. Long story short, we talk for the whole plane, we exchange numbers, we're married, we have two kids. He's the love of my life. Bye. Hi, Hannah and Des. So in seventh grade, I was a new student at this school and I got partnered with this boy in gym class to show me how to use all the machines. He was really sweet and so kind to me. And we actually found out our parents were like best friends in high school in a completely other town, which was crazy. So we hung out and I was his first kiss. It was cute. But then I ended up having to move away again. Well, a couple years later, I was singing the national anthem at a hockey game and he was there swearing into the Marines like on ice in this random ceremony. So that was so crazy to see him again. And then a couple years later, after still not talking to him through that time, uh, my dad passed away, which his dad ended up letting him know because they were friends. And he reached out to me on good old Facebook and we were talking again and one thing led to another and we got married and it's been 10 years now. So yeah, that's our little love story. Okay. He's not a partner. It was just a one night stand, but because of the incident with Des and his broken uh, leg, I just have to share because I think you guys will have a laugh Um, on a ski lift. And was that so risky because he had a helmet on and I couldn't even see his face, but the vibes were good and we skied down together a couple runs and then finally he took his helmet off and it was so cute and we had like the best date ever. Um, He actually did also fall and wipe out, but it was a great perfect excuse to be like, come back to my hotel and let's sit in the hot tub and hang out. Um... It was a 10 out of 10 one night stand. We're actually still friends. I just live in different cities. Um, Yeah. So just thought you'd get a laugh. Hi, Hannah and Des. I am calling in about how I met my husband. And I wouldn't call it cute or romantic in the beginning. (laughs) We used to go to a house to party all the time when we were in our 20s, young 20s. And we never really knew who the owner was, but it was fun and it didn't matter really. So we'd go anyway. Well, a few years after that, a mutual friend was murdered. And when the trial date came around, everyone was planning on riding together since it was out of town. So I offered to drive some people. And then it ended up just being me and this cute guy in my car. And we got to know each other on the way and found out he was the owner of the house that we used to party at. So I now live in the house that I used to party at when I was younger with my husband and our kids. Not a great situation to start off, but life has its ways of figuring it out. I met my boyfriend at a Halloween party dressed up as Wow from the Jersey Shore with I Suck Cock written on my chest. Hey, Hannah. Hey, Des. Uh, This prompt is for me. Um, My first boyfriend and I, when we were both teenagers, we met on Omegle, which if people don't remember, that was that website where you can just go on and randomly connect with someone in the world. And sometimes there'd be some like sketchy things on there, but um, he wasn't. He was normal. Thank goodness. Um, But 
that was not a great relationship. We did the whole long distance thing. I was in the U.S. He was in England. Um, we love a man with an accent, but that was a little extreme, especially for being a teenager. So we like, I guess, dated for a little bit, did the whole like long distance thing. And then he was just like super controlling, whatever. Um, I'm running out of time. So to wrap it up, we broke up. Years later, I look him up. I find out that he starred as a guy who murdered his girlfriend in a docuseries. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye.